Good evening, friends. Very happy to be here tonight and to enjoy this wonderful message as much as I heard of it of Brother Tom. And I know he's a servant of the Lord God because he has proved it ever since I have knew him. And so we're very happy for this message, and I hope that it went straight home to every heart. And now, Brother Tom's also, he is a, a missionary to the natives in Africa. And I think they're making arrangements, uh, giving him an offerings of, uh, at least I asked for it, for his native mission over there. Now, after being there myself, why, of course, knowing just what it really means to be a missionary, I think the type of of mission that Brother Tom's has is really the correct type. See, the first thing, the native's just a little suspicious of the white man when he comes to begin with. But Brother Tom has the idea that the Lord gave years ago, one time I was reading a little book from a mission field, and there's a picture of an old colored man, a little white rim of hair. He said, white man, white man, where was your father? He said, I'm old and dull at mine. I'm just learning of Jesus. If I would have known him, I would have took him to my people. That struck me. If I would have known him when I was young, I would have took him to my people. Now, that is right. See, the first thing, the white man can't even go where the natives can go. He can't live on the same thing. And I thought, get the natives saved and let the natives do the missionary work himself. That's what Brother Tom does. And at Johannesburg, the days when we had 30,000 converts that afternoon, after seeing, wish we had time to tell the story of it, when a man healed, walked like a dog, and led by a chain, and when the Lord Jesus began to reveal things in the audience, everyone, Dr. F.F. F. Bosworth, many of you know him, he estimated 25,000 healings at one time. 25,000 got healed at one prayer when they seen it, and 30,000 got saved at the same time. And... He, uh, I said, now, don't wait until some missionary comes from America. I have all respect for them. But the thing of it is, friend, the David Livingston's isn't no more. It's got to be somebody get out there. And what they, as far as theology, what they believe on their idols and so forth, and just, just merely a change of thought. But when they see God moving in his power, that's what changes the natives. And I said, don't wait for your education. Go on out and tell your native friends that Jesus died for them. And I got a piece out of a Durban paper that one man who didn't even know which is right and left hand was baptizing as many as a thousand a week natives out in the jungles, out in the, the field. That's it. He, he didn't even know which was right and left hand. But he knew that he had got healed and Jesus loved him and he was telling his native friends, take them right down to the water and baptize them just as they come. So that's is wonderful. So while you're supporting or helping in this offering for Brother Tom for his native missions over there, I'll say with all my heart, I think it's a worthy thing, a very good thing. God will bless you for your help and giving to it. Brother Tom's never asked me to say this. I just, I just said it because it, it's worthy of everything that we can give to help it out. And now, I didn't know whether <laughs> Brother Beeler here was going to introduce you. Here's Brother dealer sitting here. He's taking tape recordings, I think. And Ethel Beeler, a veteran of the, this last war, he got hurt overseas, hand blowed off. And he come home, gave his heart to the Lord Jesus, very consecrated man, an advantage. He's my neighbor, 
my buddy, come to me. His family, his wife, a very dear woman. When Brother Beeler first was born again and received the Holy Spirit, if I get it wrong, Brother Beeler, well, I don't aim to you. I think I'm right. Your wife, she belonged to a certain church that didn't believe that. So Brother Beeler just let her alone. Just went on and kept praying for her. And one night in the night, she couldn't make it till morning. She had to wake him up from there. She got right with God. You know what? That's a good thing. You just be salty. God will produce the thirst. If you, you said you just, you just be salty. Brother Beeler, would you stand up just a moment? Brother Beeler is a personal friend of mine and advances a very dear brother, Brother Ethel Beeler, and I think his wife and babies are on the ground here somewhere. Very good friends. And usually I have to preach when I come in and don't get a chance. God bless you, Brother Beeler. Now to someone else. Here is a friend of mine, Brother uh, Leo Mercer. He's from up in Michigan. And uh, he comes from that Badger State, I believe, up there. Of course, you can be forgiven for that, you know, from being from Michigan. And um, a very fine boy, him and Gene Gold, another chum, bosom friend. I call them my students. They're missionary boys studying for missionary. They come along in the meetings and take tape recordings and so forth. You boys stand up just a minute. Two fine Christian brothers. This is Mr. Mercer here and this is Mr. Gold here. And these fellows here come along and take take tape recordings of the meetings. And they get their things cheap enough that they don't... If anyone wants a recording to find out just what's taking place, see these men. They have them here. And if you have a tape recorder. Brother Woods, I don't see him nowhere. Yes, he is sitting over here. Now, Brother Woods is a very personal friend of mine. How I come to meet Brother Woods, he was at the Houston meeting when this picture was taken, when the angel of the Lord came. And he's a contractor. And he's a little short of money, so a fellow had a barn to fix, so he run fix the barn for him, got enough money to go to Houston. And what he had, he had a crippled boy, his leg drawn up under him. And he, I didn't know him, he's just sitting in crowds many, many times larger than this. Well, we went on up east, and Brother Woods just followed us up. And one night, while his faithful wife, who's with us tonight, the book salesman, and the boy was sitting out in the audience praying, the Holy Spirit turned around and told the woman all about her, told her she had a son sitting there, was crippled, but said, Thus saith the Lord, he healed. The boy's on the ground tonight somewhere, just as nimble and no more crippled than any of the best walking people here is on the ground. Not a sign of it nowhere. God healed him and made him well. Brother Woods just give up his contracting business, goes with me just to fiddle around, sell books, and help me. And besides that, he moved over in Indiana and bought a place right next to me, and we were really chums. Brother Woods, would you stand up this minute? Brother Woods, I don't know where his wife is. She's probably out at the book stand somewhere. And the boy's here somewhere. David, where are you at? Would you stand up this minute, son? A boy that was crippled with his leg drawn up under him. I wonder if he's standing on the ground somewhere now. He's probably running around here. He and Billy are quite chums. I don't see him just at the time. But we'll have him come up, maybe, and walk up the platforms. He's bashful, just a little country boy like myself. And he, uh, he's kind backwards. So he, he's around here somewhere, old, had his leg drawn under him, and the Lord healed him instantly. So we're thankful for that. Isn't he good to us? He's worthy of all the praise and everything. Our brother, Oregon Bright, I have never seen him yet. I don't know whether he's ever come yet or not. Brother Jack Moore, I don't know. If they're in the crowd, I hope they stand up, because I've been looking for him for some time. They're both supposed to be here two or three days ago. And um, so um, we are looking to see them any time. Now, tomorrow night, how would you like to have a night, uh, just uh, have a relaxation and... 
Let our minister, brother, help us pray for the sick. Would you like that, everybody? Just let you see that the Lord God, he answers prayer for the ministry, brother, too. And we, it's not only evangelists that comes in and prays for the sick. God will answer prayer of any sincere person that will pray. I always like to have a night when the preacher is represented. After all, when an evangelist leaves town, as he keeps the congregation around himself, well, then what's the poor pastor got when he leaves? The pa- people think, well, the pastor, he just, remember, he's just as much man of God as any evangelist or anything else on the field. He's a real true man of God. And we like to see them represented here. And it lets you see that God answers prayer for them. I was just thinking, coming home last night, or uh, they let me stay just a little long last night, and Brother Woods and Billy was apologizing way into the night, nearly 12 o'clock, about doing it. And uh, staying a little long. It's something or another. I can't explain it, friends. I wish I could. There's no need of even trying it. But it just seeming like you're way up about a million miles there, and then you drop back down to earth again all at once, and that's an awful feeling. But what does it denote? There is a higher rim that we can climb into. We're going higher someday. And um, they were telling about something else about... Now, the meetings, to me, the only way that I'll know them is someone to tell me or to pick up one of these tapes. I get these tapes also, and they're kept for references out of each meeting. Now, I hear the tape over, and I hear how the service went. But to me, it's a dream. And then there's something about a colored man or something that land on a cot or stretcher or something walking. It just reminded me of some time ago at Dallas. I've been over to Dallas for a meeting. Just a short word now before we call the line. I've been over to Dallas for a meeting. And, well, on the road back, the airplane got caught into a storm, and I had to land at Memphis, Tennessee. And they take me up to that big famous hotel there, which myself, it's a good thing the airline had it, because I couldn't stay in that hotel. It was, uh, I forget, the Peabody Hotel. And so they told me they'd uh, call me the next morning, give me a room in there to stay all night. And they called me the next morning so that I could go on time catch the plane. So I said, that's fine. And I went upstairs, went to bed after praying a while, wrote some letters. And the next morning, I got up early and way before sunup, and they, they told me the plane was going to leave at the limousine would come by and pick us up at 8 o'clock. It was about 6.30. I thought, my, I got plenty of time. I'll sit down, mail this post that I've got here, and put it away, and then I'll go on down, catch the limousine, go out and get the plane and go on home. And I started out that morning, I prayed quite a while, got up early at the meeting, kind of nervous and shaky, all tight, you know, divisions and so forth. Just show you the sovereign grace of God. Then, going down the street, I was going down the street singing one of those little songs that you Pentecostal people sing, uh, oh, what's the name of this? Uh, uh, glad I can say I'm one of them. I believe that's it, yeah. People all got in the upper room filled with the Holy Ghost, and, and he did for them that day, he'll do for you the same. You know what? It's a, well, that's what song I was trying to get in my mind. I was going down the street, uh, singing it to myself, you know, the people gathered in the upper room and all one accord and was praying and Jesus came in power, something, and I was trying to get it all fixed out. And I started to cross the street, and when I started to cross the street, the Holy Spirit said, stop a minute. I thought, now what? So I went, started to cross it again, something just kept me from stopping, crossing. I turned into one side there in a little old place where there's bunch of posts like like this, and I was praying. I thought, Lord, what would you have me to do? He said, turn and go back and just keep walking. That was just as plain, not just as in your mind, I heard it. There he was, that light whirling. 
So I just turned and went back. I walked on past the hotel, walked on and on and on and on, and I kept on walking. I looked down for a watch, it was about 10 minutes to 8. I just kept on walking. He just said, walk. So that's all I know to do is keep walking. I got way down on the river, down where there's a lot of type poor people live down in there, and I kept on walking a little farther and farther. I thought, my, I got out into the colored district. Just kept on going down along that way, way down in the lower parts there somewhere, walking along. After a while, I was kind of humming a little song to my only believe. All things are possible, only believe. I looked hanging out over a little old colored person's house there. It's kind of whitewashed. Had a gate there. There's an old typical Aunt Jemima with a, with a, a man's shirt tied around her head. And she was leaning across the gate like this. No, probably as far out as that pole's there. I just kind of humming. And as I seen her looking at me, I just quit humming, started to pass by. And her big fat cheeks, you know, and she wiped the tears out of her eyes. She said, good morning, Parson. Well, I looked at her, and I said, ma'am. She said, I said, good morning, Parson. Now, up in Tennessee, a preacher's a parson. I don't know what it is that you colored folks here or not, but I said, good morning, Parson. And I stopped, and I said, how did you know I was a parson? See, I thought, isn't this strange? Something began to move. Maybe this is it, what the Lord wanted me to walk down for. So I said, how did you know I was a parson? She said, well, parson, she said, when I see you coming, she said, I know you was a parson. And she said, did you ever read that story in the Bible, Parson, about the Shunammite woman who uh, couldn't have any children, and Elijah, the prophet, went and blessed her, and she had the baby? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, well, ours was that kind of woman. And she said, I prayed to the Lord, and she said, and uh, I told the Lord if he'd give me a child, I would raise it to love him and honor him. She said, I was a washwoman. She said, I, I washed for a living. She said, then... You know, when my baby got to be a man, said he, big boy, said he got out with the wrong company, Parson. And said he took a horrible disease. He said, I didn't know it. And said he got so far gone until the doctor man says he can't live no more. And said he's in there in the house, and he's been dying since yesterday. And says he don't know where he's at, and he's just groaning. And said, I just can't stand to see my baby die, baby, 180 pounds about, that I just can't see my baby die. But remember, that was baby to her, to her mother. Right? No matter what you are, what you do, it's still your baby if you're a real mother. And so she said, I just couldn't stand to see my baby die in that condition, knowing that I had promised the Lord to raise him uh, to serve the Lord. And she said, I prayed all night last night. And she said, I said, Lord, what can I do now? And so, said, the first thing you know, I went to sleep, and I dreamed a dream. I said, I seen a man coming with a tan suit on, wearing a tan hat. And said, the Lord said, here's my parson. And she said, that was about 3 o'clock when I woke up. She said, I've been standing here ever since, waiting for you. I believe I got the sense position on this, maybe. And I said, I've been standing here since 3 o'clock, waiting for you. Well, when I went over there... That poor old thing was still wet on her back. That's where she'd been standing out there. And she said, I've been waiting here since 3 o'clock to see you. And said, when I seen you coming down the street, you're the same man I saw it in the dream. And I know you was the parson. And she said, won't you come in? And when she opened up the gate, little chain hanging to it, and I walked into that little colored person's house that morning, there was no rug on the floor. 
just a little old iron bedshed. But I tell you, if I ever walked into the presence of God, I did there. There was no pinups on the wall. There's a little picture hanging over the door saying, God bless our home. Clean. And I looked around, laying on the little iron bed was a great big husky fella. He had the, the, the quilt in his hand like this, a blanket, rather. He was going, hmm, hmm, hmm. And I said, what's the I said, good morning, young man. She said, Parson, he don't know nothing. But he hasn't known us for two days. He said, all he talks about, he says he's out in a big deep sea, and it's all dark, and he's lost. And she started crying. And she said, if I could only hear him say that he was saved, said, I'd be willing to give him up. And so... I said, well, has the doctors done? said they can't do nothing for him, Parson. He's too far gone. It was syphilitic. And I um, said, it's too far gone. It's done eat his heart out. Holes to it. And said, there's nothing to be done for him. I said, Auntie, do you know what my name is? And she said, no, sir. I've never seen you before till I dreamed about you. And I said, my name is Branham. I said, I pray for the sick. Did you ever hear me? She said, no, sir, I never did. And I said, will you pray with me? She said, yes, sir. And when we knelt down there that morning, that little old humble home, I've been in the four king's palaces praying for them. King George of England and Gusto and so forth. I've been in some of the best homes there is in the nation. But I never was any more welcome than I was in that little shanty that morning. When she made me welcome. I knelt down on the floor. I looked over at her. I said, Auntie, would you lead in prayer? She said, yes, Parson. And a prayer that would make you hair standing on the back of your neck. To hear that poor old painted woman, those big black cheeks and the tears running down, how she pleaded out to God. God, don't let my baby die. Let me hear him say one time that he's saved, Lord, and I, I, his mammy will be satisfied. I thought, God bless her poor old heart. She raised up and began to wipe her eyes. I felt his feet cold and sticky. He kept going, hmm, hmm. said, oh, it's so dark. Hmm. And so I knelt down, laid my hands over on the boy's feet, and I said, I'll pray now, Auntie. And I said, Heavenly Father, here it is after 9 o'clock. The plane's done gone. I said, and I don't know. You told me to come down here, and the only thing I know to do was to walk. If this is the place that you sent me, I pray that you'll hear the prayer and will answer for this poor woman. And you know what? He began to go, mm. he said, Mammy, oh, Mammy. He said, it's getting light in the room. And about five minutes from then, he was sitting on the bed, talking to us. And I hurried out, called me a cab, and got back to the hotel. And you know what? I rushed over to the airport real quick after getting my... And the plane was just making his first call. God, for that poor, illiterate, colored woman, grounded that plane and left it and held it there until her prayer was answered. I tell you... God in his sovereign grace, he's God. Oh my, thousands of those saints to be told lives for that poor ignorant colored woman. He stopped and grounded a plane in the storm and held it there. About six months from then, I was going back to Phoenix, Arizona, and I was on a train. I pulled in at Memphis. Any of you here from Memphis, you know how the train comes in going westward? I got out and started to walk up that way to get me something to eat too high to eat on a train for me, so I started up there to get me a hamburger up at the stand, and when I got out, I heard a red, red cap on the red, I said, hello, Dad, Parson Branham, and I said, good morning, 
He said, you don't know me, do you? I said, no, I don't believe I do. Can you remember that morning you come down, led by the Lord, and prayed for the boy that was dying? I said, you're not him. He said, yes. Yeah. He said, you know, I ain't sick no more. And says, I'm a Christian now, Parson Branham. Amen. Oh, my. I'm a Christian now. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Saved a wretch like me. Once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Grace that taught my heart to fear, it was grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. Amen. Shall we pray, Heavenly Father? I think of what will it be someday after we cross the portals of life, over on the other side, to see Jesus' people, Ham's people, Shem's people, all gathered around the throne. Hallelujah. Then to be sitting in his presence, walk up and down through the streets of paradise and meet these dear people that we've had the privilege of meeting here on earth, and how we'll tell the story. Oh, what a time. The harvest is ripe, Lord. Getting late. Sun's going down. Time's running out. We must preach the gospel now. Pray for the sick. Call the altars of the Lord. Widen them open and let the sinners run in. Be saved, for we don't have much time to work now. It's getting late. Now, Heavenly Father, we thank Thee tonight for the blessing that's been brought to us by our brother's message. And we pray that you'll take it deep into every heart. And now, as we call the prayer line, I ask thee, Heavenly Father, that in thy mercy and grace that you'll do something tonight exceedingly abundantly and give us a great outpouring of thy blessings. And may all that's unbelievers become believers tonight. May those that are backslidden become saved and those without the Holy Spirit be born again of the Spirit of God and every sick person made well. For we ask it in his name. Amen. Oh, how wonderful he is. No wonder eye has not seen, ear has not heard, as in the heart of man what God has for those in store that love him. And I, I just think there's three more nights I got to leave this lovely bunch of people after tonight. Got a call a while ago all the way from Sydney, Australia. To get down there right at once. I, I, <clears throat> but you know, I wish I'd sometime come back and stay a month for a revival. Just keep it going, preaching and moving on. Now, there's a bunch of prayer cards. I believe where is Billy? Uh, what was the uh, where? Oh, here. R. All right, we got prayer card R to give out tonight. Look on your little card. It's just a little affair. By the way, I never prayed for these handkerchiefs last evening, and I want to do it tonight. And then I will tell you maybe tomorrow night when we have more time just on what to do about these, how to send to the place and get them. Now, it's a little card, something like this here. And uh, on the back of it, it's got an R. And then it'll be 1 to 100. Now, we can't get all of them up here on the platform. I wish I could. God knows that. But I can't. And anyone coming up doesn't mean they're going to be healed. It's just that this is not a show now. It's not a stage show. It's a religious meeting, see. The Holy Spirit 
but it's a vindication of the presence of the omnipotent and omniscient God that's in his presence, doing the same thing that he did. Is there any newcomers here for the first time? Let's see. And my, just look. That's why, see, each night it ought to be explained how that the Lord Jesus... Let me read just a scripture before we call this in. Just a moment. Here's one right here. Turn right to it. In St. John, the fifth chapter, and let's begin at the 33rd verse. You sent unto John, and he bare witness of the truth. But I received not the testimony from man. But the things that I say that you might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light. And you were willing for a season to walk in that light. But I have a greater witness than that of John. For the work which the Father has given me to do and to finish, the same that I do bear witness to me that the Father has sent me. And the Father himself, which has sent me, has borne life of me. Now, think of it. What did Jesus do when he was here on earth? What he did when he was here on earth, if he, has, he died to save us and then returned back in the spirit form, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He did not claim to be a healer. He only claimed to be able to do what the Father showed him by vision. How many Bible readers know that's the truth? Bible, that's good. See, Jesus said in St. John 5, 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, as you pass by a great multitude of people, lame, halt, blind, and withered. He healed one man laying on a pallet. Might have had a prostate trouble or something. I don't know. Something was retarded. He had it 38 years. It wasn't going to kill him. But he healed him because God had showed him to go to that person. The scripture plainly states that. And he said he knew where he was, knew he'd been in this condition all this time. Walked away and left the multitude. He was questioned. That's when he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself. But what he sees the Father doing, that doeth the Son likewise. When Philip found Nathaniel, brought him back to show him that he had found the Messiah, thought. When he walked up into the crowd, Jesus looked out and said, Behold, there's an Israelite in whom there's no guile. He said, When did you know me, Rabbi? He said, Before Philip called you, when he ran under the tree, I saw you. He said, Thou art the Son of God, the King of Israel. So did the woman at the well. He told her where her sins was and so forth. He's the same Lord Jesus tonight. I believe that. And now by the brother preaching the gospel, declaring that he is, now if he will come in his august blessing and come around over us and will declare the same, that he is risen from the dead, then we all ought to receive him. Don't you think so? We all ought to worship him. No matter, many of you probably will be called up. And let's see, let's begin somewhere. What was that now? What was that letter? Ours, ours. All right, excuse me. Let's start from 75 tonight. You see, we, we've been starting 1s and 15s and 20s and 50s. And, uh, has anybody got R75? Raise up your hand. Your little card, R75. A lady has it right out there, I believe. All right, 76. Who has R76? Would you raise your hand anywhere up in the balconies, wherever it may be? R76. Raise your hand right quick, if you will. Thank you, come. 70, 77. All right, lady, 78, R78, would you raise your hand right quick if you will, 78, all right, 79, 79, 80, who has 80, 80, all right, 81, all right, 82, 83, 84, let's let them kind of get, you see, recently I call them one by one, everybody just jams their aisles up, <laughs> and we have to kind of let them get lined up, 84, now let's see. 
All right, 85. Who has 85? All right, lady. 86. 86. Do I see it? 86. All right, 87. 88, 89, all right, brother, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94, all right, 95, 95, did I see that? I'm sorry, 95, would you raise your hand a little higher, wherever it was, 95, prayer card, all right, 95, 96, 97, all right, 98, who has prayer card 98, would you raise your hand, 98, would you raise your hand, everybody has 98, please, I'm sorry, 98, 99, who has prayer card 99, would you raise your hand, the lady there, 99, 100, who has prayer card 100, would you raise your hand, Prayer card 100. Look around. It might be somebody can't get up. It might be somebody deaf. And, and, uh, if there is, whatever who has 100, prayer card 100, say, I got about the whole group here having my hand. I don't know that I will be able to get to them, but I will try my best with all my heart. All right. Now, while the Lord blessed and had his blessings to the people, may his August presence be with us. Now, some of the brethren, the ushers, will help out there. Have you got all your cards yet, Billy? No? All right. Look around on them prayer cards. Look around. Search around. Some of you brothers have to look on some of these cards here, people, see where if... Uh, look around here. Look around in the aisles and find out. Seventy-five... Do you have one, sir? Seventy-five to a hundred. Seventy-five to one hundred. Uh, we won't get an echo. He might be deaf or something, and we can't get. All right. If there, uh, if you see someone with that, just if tell one of the ushers and let them get to somebody. If it's somebody deaf, that's thank you, brother Tom. That's good. Go. All right. Now let's pray just a moment, if you will. Heavenly Father, now look upon us, Lord, with thy blessings. We ask that you'll forgive us of our sins, the great drama being set, Lord, now, and we look for you to come. Lord God, here's Christian people. Here's people who would literally lay down their life freely tonight for you. They love you. They've come through great toils and troubles and tribulations. They've tried through years. They've contended for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. They believed that they'd live to see the day coming. Many of their fathers and mothers have fallen asleep, waiting for this day. Father, they've blazed the roads, they've taken the stumps and pulled back the briars. Now their children are running happily down the highway enjoying these blessings. Now, Heavenly Father, we pray that you'll come tonight. Great Jehovah God, send the Lord Jesus tonight, and may him in his resurrected power move now and declare that he has raised from the dead, that these people might know that our faith is not in vain, our hopes is not in vain that he shared, literally, the Lord Jesus resurrected from the dead, doing the same things as he promised that he would do in his church until he come again. Forgive us of our many sins, and help us tonight, Lord, as we set our faces to Calvary. May the angel of God come and anoint thy servant, and anoint every servant in here, 
And may my lips be circumcised, and my eyes be circumcised to speak and see the things that you'd want me to know. And may every heart and ear be circumcised to receive. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before we start, just on our handkerchiefs. Heavenly Father, the handkerchiefs are here. Four sick, needy people. Maybe some little old mother and dad laying out there in a little cabin tonight. Blind. Can't see across the floor. They're waiting for this handkerchief to come. Some mother walking the floor with a baby in her arms, waiting for the handkerchief to return. God, you know all about it. Now, they brought them to me. Now, in the Bible days, they brought to St. Paul handkerchiefs and aprons, for they knew that he was your servant, that they might take off of his body handkerchiefs and aprons. They were sent to the sick and afflicted, and they were healed. Now, Father, we know we're not St. Paul, but we know that you're still Jesus, and it wasn't. St. Paul at all. It was you, Lord, and the people's faith in your servant. And now, Lord, we bless these handkerchiefs, and it are laid upon the bodies of the sick. May it be the same as when God gave this promise. It's not a man's promise. It's God's promise. And one time when the Red Sea had Israel cut off from the promised land, the writer said God looked down through that pillar of fire with angered eyes, and the Red Sea got scared and moved back, and Israel went on to the promised land. God, when these hanks are placed upon the sick, may the eyes of God look down through the blood of Jesus tonight. And may the enemy that's binding the sick people these hanks that represent, may he get scared and move back. And may the people move on towards the promised land with good health and strength. For it's promised for the gospel and our Lord Jesus Christ. For we ask it in his name. Amen. All right. Got them all now? What's that? All but 100. Number 100, if anybody finds the prayer card of R100, would you bring them to the line? Look on somebody who maybe can't raise up, or somebody maybe blind and can't get in, or deaf and can't hear. Look around at your neighbor's card as we minister. You have it. That's good. All right. That's, that's very fine. All right. Prayer card R100. That's very fine. All right. Does that make all of them now, boys? All of them? Everything okay? All right. Bring your, your patience. Oh, God, have mercy. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I take every spirit around here under my control for the glory of God. And to you out there who has not prayer cards, no way for you to get up here without prayer cards and want Jesus Christ to heal you, would you raise up your hand? Just look everywhere. Now, I say this. If he comes in his anointing power, see, it isn't... Now, I don't do this. It's nothing I can do about it. You're the one who does it. It's your faith that does it. This is just a gift. When God wants to show me a vision, he just comes down and picks me up and shows me the whole thing, how it's going to be, and... Then I come tell the people, and that's just what happens. It never has failed. I'm 46 years old. It never failed. Not one time. Ask anybody if you ever seen it. But now, you yourself, you are Christians, and you pull that gift out. See? It isn't me. It's your faith that does it. If you don't have no faith, there's nothing can be done. It's your faith that operates the gift. Just like Christ when he was here on earth. He was, this little gift in me is just like a spoonful out of the ocean out here. And Christ was like the whole ocean. But remember, the same chemicals that's in that spoonful is in the whole ocean, so see. It's just not as much of it, see. 
So it's uh, that, that's the way a gift of God is. Now, it's your, your faith that operates the gift. The woman touched his garments. Jesus never said, oh, I, I, no, he said, thy faith has made thee whole. See, your faith does it. It was her faith that did it. And it's your faith that does it. Now, to this woman here, she's, God might not say one thing to her. Now, is there anybody, everybody along that line here, strangers to me, you're standing here, if you are, raise up your hands. Everybody that's strangers to me. That's all the way down the line. How many out there are strangers to me? Let's raise up your hands everywhere. Now, I don't know one of you. The only ones that I know in this audience tonight, God in heaven knows, is just what I've introduced besides my boy here. And that's the only ones that I know. But now, God knows every one of you. Now, in the supernatural realm, may the Lord grant his blessings, is my prayer. Now, sister, if you... I, just come a little near this way, if you will, just so I can keep you out of the line of other people. You are, uh, you are a human being, but yet you're a spirit, too. If you didn't have no spirit, you'd be dead. So every time when you see a, an automobile going down the road, that automobile is operated by a spirit represented in a body. See? Now, I'm not dealing with your body. I'm dealing with the spirit. Like when, when life goes out of a tumor, I'm not dealing with that gross tumor. I'm dealing with that life in that growth. It's a separate life from the person who has it, or a cancer, or a cataract, or whatever disease it is. Now, we're standing here as two human beings, never met in our life before, perfect, total strangers to one another. And you're standing here as a woman, he is a man. A very beautiful picture to begin with tonight, like our Lord Jesus, and not taking his place, but I mean that he's here, you see, and the woman at the well of Samaria. Not you taking her place, but it's just a man and a woman standing talking. Now, he talked to her for quite a while until he caught the conversation until he found out what was wrong with her. Found her spirit, and then God showed him what was wrong, and he told her. He said, he said, uh, go get your husband. She said, I don't have any. Said, you said, well, because you got five. And he who you now have is not your husband. And the thou said as well. And she said, I perceive that you are a prophet. She said, I know when Messiah cometh, he'll do these things. But who are you as a prophet? He said, I'm the Messiah. So that was the sign of the Messiah then. It's the sign of the Messiah today. And if he would come here now in the person of you and I and would come in our bodies and would perform the same thing he did to that woman at the well, would you believe it would be the sign of the Messiah? Would you accept it that way? Would the audience accept it, accept it that way, the sign of the Messiah? I mean, he granted for his glory and for his word's sake. Not that we're worthy, but for his word. Now, the lady is standing here talking with her, just looking at her. You don't have to answer me, rather she wouldn't. But just to catch her spirit, get her single, because it's coming from everywhere. But uh, the Lord may not say one thing to me about the woman. She realizes she's in his presence. She knows it's not me. That feeling that she has right now just moving on her, as that cloud settles between her and I, she knows that that's not a man. She knows it only can come from God. And now, I want you to look this way, lady, and just believe with all your heart. It's the only way I have of helping you to know more of the Lord Jesus. Not knowing what you're here for, knowing nothing about you, but God does know. But as the lady begins to notice, she's suffering with a tremendous nervous condition. And that nervous condition is very, very bad. Now, I see her trying to hold on to things. She drops things all the time. She's having her spells of, it gets worse on her time, and especially 
in the middle of the day. Look like when she's trying to wash dishes or something, she's dropping them. But she's the uh, uh, trouble of it is she's her trouble is in her back. It's her spinal condition that's making her trouble. And the uh, woman also is suffering with something. That, yes, she's conscious of it. She has tumors, and those tumors are located on her breast. That's the truth, isn't it? Now, that wasn't me talking, man. That, that's me now. But that was him, whatever he said. You believe him with all your heart? And come here just a minute now so we can Our Heavenly Father, I lay hands upon this poor child and rebuke the enemy that's doing this evil to her. May it come out from her and leave her in the name of the Lord Jesus. Go out of her. All right, sister, look this way. If he knew what was in your life back there, you're a witness of that. Was that true? Every word true. All right, this is true, too. Go out of here rejoicing and happy. It's left you. Now, go rejoicing. You're going to be all right. Don't worry no more. Have faith in God. Don't doubt, but believe with all your heart. You shall have what you ask for. Now, do you believe that Messiah, the Lord Jesus, has raised from the dead in his presence this year? Do you believe it? All right. Now, this lady here, I suppose, maybe, she's perhaps a stranger. I guess we are, aren't we, ladies? We're strangers to each other. I do not know you. I've never seen you in my life. But the Lord Jesus knows all about you. And you are... I see you, another woman standing way behind the woman. It's the same woman, only she's younger. And she's suffering with something like head. It's a migraine headache. You've had them for a long time. And you see a woman that's in a horrible condition. It looks, uh, it's another woman. It's a friend. No, it isn't. It's your sister. I see there's a little girl come up playing. And now she's laying in a place where it looks like it's a hospital of a And she's all bound up with... A black spirit hanging with demonology, suffering with demon oppression in a hospital. Thus saith the Holy Spirit. Now you believe with all your heart? Our Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, may our sister receive that which she has come for as I lay hands on her. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Go rejoicing. All right. Would you come, ladies? Oh, my. Now the whole kingdom of the world belongs to the Christian. All things that's in his kingdom belong to you. He gives you all things freely by your faith. Amen. Have faith and believe now. Is this my patience? All right, I want you to look to me just a moment, ladies. We are strangers, I suppose, to each other. And we do not know each other, but the Lord Jesus knows us both. Brother, you're sitting there praying. The big man looks at me with a white shirt on. Because you know that there's a spirit of death laying here near you. But you believe and are praying that God would turn me around and show and talk to you 
And you and your prayer made this promise. If I would talk to you, you would accept your healing. That's true, isn't it? That's right. All right, you're suffering with heart trouble, aren't you? If that's right, raise up your hand. Now, go and be well. God bless you. Your faith makes you whole. Just give God praise and glory. Have faith. All right, lady. You believe now with all your heart? Now, your suffering, virality, closing around, seems to be a great dark spirit, which is tremendous nervous condition. You've been bothered with it for some time. Now, see, you've got a, a fall, and you, you hurt your knees. Your knees, that's what you want me to pray for, is your knees. And you are a Christian. And I see you going into a church. It's a, a full God, it's Assembly of God church. You belong to the Assemblies of God. Come forward now for your healing. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I condemn the devil that did the evil to the Christian. Come out, Satan. I adjure thee to leave the woman. Amen. Go on your own, sister. Thanking and praising God. Amen. You believe, sister, with all your heart. Or if you believe me to be his servant. I'm so thankful for that, that you do. All right. Now, I want you to believe that the Lord Jesus is here and knows you, knows me, knows all about every condition. And I'm just an instrument in his hand. I've never seen you, know nothing about you, but God knows you. The first place, you're not from this city. You've come from the north, coming south. You come from a city called Atlanta, and you're just outside of there, and you're a woman preacher. That's right. And you're suffering with a bladder trouble and a female condition, and it's left you. You return to your city happy, praising the Lord. Have faith in God. Don't doubt. Believe, for all things are possible to them that believe. All right. We're strangers to each other. Mrs. Brown, and you come from a street called Monument Street, and it's 302 Monument Street, Augusta, Georgia. Return back now to your home, thanking God and being happy, and you can be made well. Heavenly Father, I bless the woman in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's say praise be to God. Now have faith. Believe with all your... What's the woman? There's a death shirt on the woman. Bow your heads everywhere, will you, so we can get us to hear anything. Almighty God, Creator of heaven and earth, author of everlasting life, and giver of every good gift. We do not desire of thee, our Heavenly Father, miracles, for it is said that a weak and this generation seeketh after such, but we desire, Lord, relief for thy children. And we believe that thou art here. And the scripture is written that when the best spirit went out of a man, he could hear. 
And I pray thee, Father, not for glory of self, but for the glory of God, that this death spirit come from the woman. Hear the prayer of your servant, Father. Now, Satan, you who's deaf in the woman, I charge thee by the Lord Jesus Christ that you leave her, come out of her in Jesus Christ's name. Let every head stay bowed a minute. Say, praise the Lord. Now, raise up your hands. Praise the Lord. Hear me all right now? All right now, you raise your head. Now, praise the Lord. Here's your, your thing gone. You don't need it anymore. Go off the platform rejoicing. Let's say, praise the Lord. That's well. The Lord Jesus being made merciful. You believe? Just a moment. You've been awfully sick, haven't you, lady? don't you, sir? Sitting right there on the end of the place. You believe this woman does, too? You believe that Jesus Christ will make you well? You believe it? You believe it, too? Raise up your hand, then. Almighty God, author of life, we condemn this devil in the name of the Lord Jesus. May it go from them. Come out, Satan, in Jesus' name. God bless you now, lady. The dark streaks cease to be. Go on your road rejoicing and be happy. God bless you. Would you come, my brother? You believe? You believe that God will make you well? You know, I don't know you, but God does know you, doesn't he? You believe that God will heal you this diabetes and let you go home and be well? All right, you may go on your road rejoicing and thanking the Lord Jesus. Come, sir. Heart trouble is nothing for God to heal. He can make you whole any time. You believe it? <laughs> oh, hi. God bless you. Go on your road rejoicing. And thank Jesus, God. All right. Would you come, lady? You believe? You believe God can heal you this kidney trouble and make you well? Raise up your hand say, I accept it. Then on your road rejoicing, saying, praise to God in Jesus' name. You believe, lady, with all your heart? What you come, you got many things mad with you. Thyroid trouble, for one thing. But the main thing you come because you're stiffing up all the time with arthritis, and you want God to heal you. Isn't that right? You accept it now? Then go on your road rejoicing. It'll all leave you, and you'll be well. Let's say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You have a lady's trouble, for one thing. You've had it for a long time. But one of the great things that's matter with you, the closest thing to take in your life, would be a heart trouble that you're suffering with. You believe that God heals you now of the heart trouble? That's right. Then go on your road rejoicing, saying, Thanks be to God who gives it. Has the same thing, heart trouble. Now, you believe that God will make the sow well and you well too? You go. All right, go on your road and you can have just exactly what you've asked for. Let's say praise be to God. Dad, you believe that old stiffness is gone? You're going on your road happy, rejoicing? God bless you. Just keep moving and shouting the praises of God and have what you ask for. Come, sister. You believe with all your heart? You believe that God is here? You believe that His presence is near? You're a mighty young woman to have this. That's right. But what's caused it is because you're a nervous type of person. You're upset all the time. You're nervous. And it's because you have a stomach trouble. And it's got a peptic ulcer, which causes you to have acid in your stomach and so forth, burns, and your food don't agree with you. You're restless at night. That's exactly right. You've actually been nervous since you was a child, ever since you was a little girl. When you was in school, they used to complain about it. 
And you've been just a little nearsighted too. When you read your book, you hold it right close to you in the school when you was a little girl. Those things are true, lady. Now you're healed. You believe now with all your heart? God bless you. You're on your road rejoicing now. Be happy. God bless you. Come, lady. You believe with all your heart? I'm a stranger to you. But there's a hospital waiting for you to take that tumor out. But you believe God can kill it right now? I lay my hands up on you in the name of the Lord Jesus and ask God that he'll do this for you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, Joe, and may you never have to be operated. All right, you believe with all your heart? How do you do, sir? God can take that kidney trouble away from you right there. Do you believe it? You accept it? You believe you're in his presence? You believe that's him that lets me know that? Then go on your road. You can have just what you ask for. God bless you. May the Lord bless you, my dear brother. All right, come. Would you come, sister? You have a lady's trouble that bothers you, but the main thing that's bothering you now is heart trouble because you're having smothering spells and things like that, and especially when you lay down. After eating a whole lot, caused from a nervous condition, which is not a heart trouble, it's a nervous condition, it's causing the gas back up on your heart. You're going home now. You believe you're going home and eat and be well and all right? You believe you're going to be well? Then go on your road rejoicing and thanking the Lord Jesus forever, letting you get well and be healed. Would you come, lady? You know, it's kind of a hard thing, that woman there, because you stand in front of her, see? There's something wrong with her. I don't remember now what it was, but I've seen you. And it's told her about eating, because it was a stomach trouble. It was you that had the stomach trouble, so you just go on your road and eat what you want to. Jesus, thank you well and believe with all your heart. Let's say praise the Lord. What if I told you to see while you're sitting there? Would you believe it? All right, go on your road rejoicing and saying praise the Lord in Jesus' name. Come. You believe, lady? You got an abscess. And that's on the female gland. You got a female trouble. You believe Jesus makes you well now? In the name of Jesus Christ, I ask it to leave. Let's say praise be to God. Would you bow your head again? Here's death is hanging at the woman. Oh God, not able to hear, but thou can do all things. She can't hear the message, so faith cometh by hearing. That's why I stop her, Lord, not for any other purpose, but that faith might be known, that faith cometh by hearing, and if they can't hear, how can faith come? So I pray, God, that you'll give me this special blessing at this time to cast away this evil from my sister. So Satan, upon the basis of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, as his representative, sent by an angel ordaining soul to come and do this, I adjure thee in the name of the living God that you come out of the woman. How long has he been a hold of you? You hear me all right now? You're perfectly normal and well. See, you hear me all right now? What time on? God bless you. That other trouble left you too, lady. Oh, my. What's a female trouble to God? Why, he can heal you right there. Don't you believe that? In the name of Jesus Christ, I condemn you to the devil. You're healed, sister. Let's say praise the Lord. You believe him? Have faith. My boy is sitting aside, so I know it must be close to time. You believe with all your heart? You got high blood pressure. You got heart trouble. 
the woman behind you has the same. Yes, Lord. Both high blood and your husband and wife. Yes. Go on your road home. Get well. Hallelujah. Believe. Are you believing? Who's that lady going through there? Just then there's a light falling. No, it isn't. There's a little lady looking at me there. Standing right out here looking at me. A little pink-looking dress of a fair. You're suffering with asthma. You believe God will heal you? Will you stand up just a minute? All right, you got asthma. Or you had asthma. Jesus makes you well. The lady next to you, tell her to stand up. She's suffering too. Just remain standing. Art, you suffer with a head trouble, don't you, lady? Art, you can go be made well. Tell the lady next to you to stand. You believe, lady? You believe? God will make you well? Art, you can have yours also from high blood. That man sitting out here, I see a man out here worried about his boy. He's studying about a boy. That boy is some sort of a man. He's uh, got cancer. And he's a... Uh, He's something, he's been a soldier. He, he, he was in Korean War. And the boy's got cancer. And he's backslid. And you're worried about him. Isn't that right, sir? Raise your hand and accept God for the healer. I condemn every devil. Every unclean spirit. Every devil of doubt. It has no right to hold these people any longer. And anybody that will believe me and believe I'll tell you the truth. Right now, I condemn every unclean spirit and every devil of God, and I don't care what's wrong with you. In the name of Jesus Christ, stand up on your feet. 